Hello, everyone. I am That Williams Guy, and we're recording Thursday night at 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And I have lost control of a show before. I think the earliest I've ever lost one prior to this one was during the pre-show trying to get everybody going for an episode. I have never yet until this one lost control the moment I sent invitations out to the group <laughs> and so like finally one day this week i was like yeah i really don't know what we decided could somebody please tell me when we're doing it etc uh this episode uh was inspired in part by a comment one of the guests tonight made in a class uh here recently as well as a comment that a student made to me uh that same week uh, i was teaching a class that had 20 plus students in it two of which were, were women. At the end of the day, one of the women said to me, thank you for not targeting me. And I didn't ask her what her definition of targeting was because I was kind of caught off guard by, by the comment. I really don't know what she means. It sounded like a positive. And then that same weekend in the class where Mindy Kay, who we'll meet here in just a second, was the only woman student in a class, which were the rest obviously would be males. Uh, I know there was some apprehension from the male students at the start of the class is like, okay, uh, <laughs> we got to mind, we got to mind our manners here. We got to do all the, you know, what can we say? What, you know, how do we behave kind of thing? It was kind of an unspoken thing. And then somewhere during like the second day of the class, I heard, heard Mindy pop off at somebody, you know, cutting like jabbing at them. Like, okay. And then later she really zinged one of the guys. I'm like, oh, well, this is about to get interesting. And then everybody kind of loosened up and had fun. Well, at the end of the class, we're doing a review. Mindy Kay, she made a comment, and I can't remember exactly how she said it, but it was something to the effects of, guys, don't treat me like a delicate flower or something along those lines. And I thought about that on the way home from Texas, you know, thinking about this episode. Like, you know, a lot of times where is the line what what should happen etc and so i've decided to invite a bunch of ladies on tonight and i've already been scolded by other people for using the term ladies not any of this group what <laughs> should ladies expect when they come to a class how should the men you know behave and i know that may not be a universal answer but that's what we're going to get into tonight and i'm going to go around uh, my group, as I see it on my, my screen, in clock face order. And so first up, Heather, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Heather Reeves, and I own Wolverine Defense Academy in Portage, Michigan. I co-own that business with my husband, and I have been teaching for about the past 15 years, uh, longer than I expected when I started to add up all the the years that I've spent doing this. Um, I'm certified through seven different national and international organizations to teach pistol at various levels. And I am also a girl and a gun facilitator for the Portage, Michigan chapter. Jamie. Hello, I'm Jamie Meyer. I'm in Oklahoma. I am the owner of Oklahoma gun, um, Oklahoma gun training. And I am also the co-chair on the training division at the Oklahoma City Gun Club. I run a, I'm the training director for a Ladies Pistol League um, with about 50 members. Um, I have uh, lots of certifications through uh, many different organizations as well, and just a training enthusiast and have been teaching for about the past decade or so. 
Mandy Kay. Hi. Um, so I own Triple C Training. Um, a lot of people confuse it with the beautiful Triple C range that was um, in Crescent before it closed down a couple years ago, but two complete, total different entities. However, um, I have been teaching since about 2008, um, multiple multiple certifications uh, to include the last one, which was pistol mounted optic instructor with you, um, which was a really fun class and um, working my way up with Tom uh, with the range master group. I'll be uh, doing masters as soon as he opens or you or somebody opens the next masters. We're set up for shotgun instructor this August. So y'all pray for me. It's going to be hot, <laughs> but I'm excited. Um, so yeah, I love to teach. Huh? Shannon. Hi, I'm Shannon Pable. I'm in Beaufort, Georgia. I own um, my own company, Shannon's Garden and Gun Gallery. Um, later on, I'll tell you why I even included gardening. But anyway, um, like the other women, I have several certifications, but um, I've only been teaching since teaching firearms training since about 2017. Um, I'm a chapter leader for Armed Women of America. Um, in fact, we're starting up a new chapter in Gainesville, Georgia. Um, I'm a perpetual student. Um, I love to shoot competitively and that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, I posted in the show group on Facebook, which is cleverly named that Williams guy show uh if you're listening to this join in the fun uh I posted that we we're going to be doing this episode tonight and I solicited questions and got a lot of really good ones uh interestingly enough Chris Seipert did an episode several episodes back and the title of it was asking the right question well he fired off a couple of really good ones so that's where we're going to start uh I'll do it as I ask both of them together and we'll go around the room. So number one, what is the number one thing that a male trainer could do in a class that sours your training experience? And then follow up with that is what is the number one thing a male trainer can do to make your class experience a positive one? And so no pressure, Heather, you're up first. Man, I knew that was coming and yet here we are. <laughs> I'm going to start with the number one to make it positive. I okay. think not, I think we were talking about it a little bit before we started the show. And when we get coddled or we get praise that's not deserved because they're trying to pump us up and make us feel good right out of the gate. And they're trying to be overly cautious about how they treat us. Um, you know, I, I won't go as far as to say I want to be one of the guys because I think that there's a line there too, but I would definitely like to be treated with the dignity deserved and not have it be assumed that I can't shoot or I'm there because I'm not quite ready to be there. Um, and I have had experiences and I saw a couple heads nod where that has been assumed. And um, I know that the classes I feel most positive about when I leave are the classes where I really feel like I had the opportunity to show my skills and get the praise that I deserved, the reprimands that I deserved and the advice I deserved um, along the same lines as they would coach any other shooter on the line. Souring is probably the opposite of that. 
Um, you know, I have a handful of experiences to pull from. I have a handful that I know other women have gone through who aren't sitting around um, tonight with us. The souring experience for me and for them comes from, from the exact opposite of what I just described. When you're singled out right out of the gate and they make a big deal out of the fact that you're the only woman there and they make a big deal all along the way about any little thing that you do or don't do. It makes you feel really singled out and as though the spotlight is on you and all of the other students pick up on that and they start to treat you different along the way. All right. Jamie? I I can't agree um, more than, you know, with, with Heather, what Heather said, um, that, that it describes so much um, for probably most of us. One of the things I would like to touch on though is as females, we're very perceptive um, to what's going on in class. Um, that's kind of what we do naturally. Um, and even more so than just me and how I'm being um, singled out in a class, I don't really care for, as far as the souring answer, uh, for any student to be singled out or um, that, that's, that really is very off-putting um, when I'm in a class and it doesn't even necessarily need to be me. Um, and I find that with a lot of other women too, that when they come from a class that maybe they just took, they talk about their experience like that versus what they actually learned in class um, because we're so perceptive and we pick up on those little cues about how people just got, someone got their feelings hurt or, you know, they are, so I think that um, it's important, regardless if you're a male or a female, that an instructor um, is very positive and is genuine in that and is not, um, doesn't single anyone out, regardless if you're male or female. Mindy mm -hmm. So I don't know if, if you other ladies if y'all feel this way or not, but I'm going to go out here on a limb and, and say that the positive for me is um, when I go to training classes and when I do, I do competition as well. Um, and I often say that my shooting family, it's a family, it's my other family. So you've got the family that you were born into and then you have this shooting family and, you know, we've got, great great cousin lee over here with all of the double names in his family and you know we've got that and then you've got these two you can't wait i just can't wait for the family reunion like i was in the tactical anatomy um certification and i was so excited to see several of the people again so that for me is a positive um i have five brothers so there's a there's a certain amount of uh, what do you call joking kidding um done done res i guess res respectively be mm -hmm. respectful about it don't have to be too crude about it but i do expect a, i registered for a male class so it's going to be um it's, it's there's going to be some crudeness but ladies can be crude in their own way uh i uh yes yep. amen sister <laughs> yes. amen um, yep. my husband helped teach when he's like babe is it all women i'm like yeah and he's got to like <laughs> he's got to get his headspace right you know so that's the positive for me is um 
I love, I just love training. And then the negative part of it is if I don't want y'all to not, I don't want men to not in because I'm there. I'm there to learn just like they are. I'm there to either further my skill set, strengthen my current skill set, or take away new skills. That's that's the only reason that I'm there. And so the negative for me is when we're, we're oh, you know, I don't want to, I, it, when I get placated to, that's, that's the souring for me. Um, like Heather said, don't give me praise that's undeserved. Um, it was really hard whenever I was in the class and I had, what was it called, Lee? Um, was it where I couldn't do, I couldn't do something and I was pretty much the only one in class that couldn't do it. And it's an actual phenomenon of the brain. Oh, euphoria. Euphoria, that's it. Yeah. And um, so, you know, that was, that was hard, but I can't tell you how many times Eric was like, it's okay. It's okay. It just happens to 10% of the human population. Mm -hmm. And so in case y'all didn't know, I'm a rare 10% of the human population, just in case. So, <laughs> but you know, that, that the positive and the negative, um, we just want to, we, we just want to be in class to learn. And when that instructor does something to single us out, immediately we're perceptive. We pick up on that. And then it sets the tone for a soured experience. Whereas, you know, treat me just like another student in class. Let me do good where I do good. Correct me where I do bad. And uh, carry on. I just always go ahead and presume that when like the instructor says, and there's 10% of the population that are going to fall into this obscure category. Like, yeah, that's going to be me. I just presume that, that that's going to be the case. And, uh, I'm always ecstatic, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Shannon. Um, everything that all these ladies have said, um, I completely agree with. Um, but I also wanted to note that the four of us aren't your typical women. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I would, I, do you all agree with me? <laughs> I resemble that statement. I <laughs> do as well. <laughs> um, you know, we we show up at these classes usually knowing that we're going to be one of just maybe the only female or one of two or three. Um, but probably because of our upbringing, past experiences, whatever, we don't mind it as much. It doesn't affect us. us um mm -hmm. it's not that number one thing on our mind that oh i'm the only woman in this all-male class i mean i don't really even think about it it doesn't even phase me really anymore um but i also grew up kind of as a tomboy and you know i like to go outside get dirty play rough whatever um you know my past is engineering and landscaping so i'm used to being around guys and it doesn't really phase me as much. Um, so, I mean, the questions that, um, that I'm looking at right now that Chris had wrote, um, you know, I agree with everything that we're saying, but again, we're not your typical right. women um, because I know that all of us train women and we have all women classes 
for those women that don't feel comfortable going to a co-ed class. Um, so I don't know if that helps to put things into perspective, especially as we move on with some of these other questions. Um, we could phrase it as you know how we feel in particular, but also we can put out there what we see with our own students of other, you know, women that just, they don't want to go to the classes right. with other men. Yeah, I'm going to come back to Heather in just a second. You know, I did think about that when I invited the four of you that, you know, you're not the typical <laughs> solo lady showing up for your first class. All right. Three of you I've known for years, you know, on a personal level. And, but I've met you at classes and I, you, you coming over and over and over again. Of course, here, here's part of the, I didn't know who to reach out to, to get like, Hey, yeah, come talk to us about you're showing up for your one and only class and, and how, how it went. Um, I want to go to what something that Mindy said real quick. Okay. Use the term crude. And it comes, sometimes it comes from women as well. And I got to tell you, I have been, you know, minding my Southern manners extremely, you know, rigidly. Cause I always try to like if my grandma, if my grandmother's watching me, what would get me in trouble with her? And then all of a sudden uh, a lady pops off with something. And then sometimes <laughs> I feels like, well, that just opened the floodgates and now some guy's going to go too far. And so I think that's one of the things that we we on the guy side struggle with is okay. There's going to be some. There looks like some ribbing back and forth is is okay. But what is the line? What is the acceptable behavior? And I I want to let Heather make her comment, but kind of go into that as well. Uh, Heather, what you have that you wanted to say? From the perspective of what Shannon said many of the ladies that I convinced to take classes outside of their comfort zone, mm -hmm. they do much better when the instructor spells everything out ahead of time and gives them a comprehensive list of what to expect within reason, as well as what to bring with them, how the pacing of the class, any information you can give them ahead of time is gold because they're going to be nervous. If this is their first time they've taken a class outside of a group of ladies or outside of a kind of a local, you know, smaller class, they're going to be nervous. And as a result, the more information you can give them up front, they're going to have more time to digest that and be like, be able to go over their checklist five, six, seven times. And I'm talking down to like, Hey, bring bug spray and bring sunscreen. Cause we're going to be outside, yeah. you know, and so, you know, as far as Chris's question goes, be thorough in your pre-brief when you contact those students ahead of time. And that goes for all students. All students are more successful if we set them up for success by letting them know what's going to happen. I love that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Definitely. We like details. We like lists. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Guys are conscious of this whole mansplaining concept. You know, we don't want to get accused of mansplaining. And and one of the rare opportunities that I get to sit and just read 
uh, I was reading uh, Vicki Farnham's book on teaching women, and she went into this great detail on, you know, explaining things to very intricate details or whatever. And I'm reading it going, that sounds an awful lot like you're saying, you know, we need to mansplain. And I, I have a coworker that that's a woman that works next in the neighboring office. And I get up and I immediately go over to her office. Hey, hey, how would you prefer? I, and I took, took like a uh, blue gun in with me. So I'm going to teach you here for something for a second. And I gave the rough and tumble, you know, this. And then I went into a very intricate detailed explanation of the same thing. She goes, oh, I like the one with all the detail better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how was i not mansplaining mansplaining is all about the tone lee it's all about how it's presented exactly. <laughs> the sarcasm. Yeah. yeah talking to them almost at the point of patronizing them and yeah. like you're Maybe. you know they're patting them on the head and yeah but yeah, yeah there's a definite difference mm -hmm. only women can tell the difference <laughs> Like oh, yeah, we're very, we're very perceptive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, way, What's that? I said, if you mansplain it, or if you uh, put it all the minutia, as Vicki Farnham says, I love her word, <laughs> minutia. You give all the details, mansplaining, can't win for losing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need, everybody needs to carry a whiteboard around and like, they need to write it down real quick and hold it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Those, well, uh, <laughs> That game show back in the seventies or eighties, <laughs> honeymooners. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what would you consider supportive behavior and language from an instructor? And then, what would you say that an instructor might say that they would consider supportive, but you would consider it to be condescending? Heather. Oh, can I defer? Like, can we pass this to Jamie? <laughs> Jamie, do you accept? Yeah. Jamie, fine. is Jamie your lifeline since we're playing game shows? I yes, I am calling a lifeline. Jamie, you gonna help me out here? Uh -huh. Um. So, repeat the question. What would you consider supportive behavior or language from an instructor? And then, what an, what are some things that an instructor might say that they think is supportive? but that you would take as condescending? Well, on the condescending part, I don't really wear my heart on a sleeve. So I'm pretty, I have four brothers and like Shannon said, um, I don't really get bothered by, by men, but some of the condescending stuff that I've heard um, that could be taken as condescending by other women that are maybe a little bit more sensitive than I am on things would be, you know, um, you shoot pretty good for a girl. Um, that really hurts me. Um, and then, and I know in, sometimes they actually do mean that in a nice way, but they don't know how to say it. Um, and so they just kind of say it in a jokingly tone. Uh -huh. And um, a lot of us are offended by that. Um, especially those of us that do train and do take this seriously and um, are, are, are very dialed in and tuned up women. There's, there's a lot more of us in the industry now than what there used to be, you know, five, six years ago. Um, 
but that would probably be one of the big things that I hear a lot, or you shoot like a girl, you know, um, I always, and I'm like, you guys don't really understand what you're saying. And I, and I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And for the most part, they do have, you know, they, they do have good intentions. Um, but that can be taken, um, in the wrong way by females for sure. Positive is always just be, just be, uh, uh, positive in general, you know, be supportive and be genuine in your comments to them. Um, don't, um, don't be negative. I, I, I'm one, I, I don't tolerate, you can ask any of my girls or anybody I've trained with over the last 10 years. Um, I, I have no negative talk. Um, I shut it down immediately. Um, yes. no negative talk. Um, it, it's, it, it just, it can ruin you. And it can ruin a shooter and especially my my beginners i, I don't i don't allow it <laughs> um so really for instructors just stay positive and and show even if you know one of your students is having a, a bad day or anything like that just pick out something that's super positive that they're doing right and really emphasize that really just go home with that if everything else they're doing is just not 100 percent or you know they're just learning whatever find that one thing they're they're, they're that they're doing really well and really focus on that and, and help them through it. You know, just stay positive and stay tuned in with your student. Um, don't leave them where they're in a negative light. If they're feeling down, go back and put forth the effort to bring them back up. It makes a huge difference and that's what makes students return to you. Um, and that's what we want. We want them to continue their training, regardless if it's with us or someone else, but preferably with us, obviously. Yeah. Mindy K. Oh, so um, you kind of, it's, it's hard not to get hung up on the negative. And I can, I can think of one of the times that I was really struggling at a match. Um, it was a, it was a pistol match and there was someone who, you know, the guy that's lurking around the tree, just waiting for the girl to have problems, you know, him. Oh yeah. And, uh, They're everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, um, I would, I would actually say the best way to overcome a negative with, um, with some of my students, um, and that's helped me overcome if I was struggling with something on the range is ask her if she would like help with that. Would you, would you like some help in regards to you're not actually hitting where you're supposed to be hitting? Maybe there's something else wrong. Maybe that's not the biggest concern. Um, so in, let me put that into context. I was having issue with trigger manipulation and the guy who was not an instructor was asking me if I actually could see that little nub on the end of my slide. First of all, I know that little nub's called a front sight. So let's go ahead and call it what it is. Don't patronize me in, in making up names for, a, for a, a part on the firearm that based on my shooting skills at that point, I know what the front sight is. So I was having some issues back when I very first started, it was the nerves of the of the match and the heart rate of the match getting to me. And so I was getting sloppy in my trigger manipulation. 
no issues lining up my sites. So um, don't patronize us, especially by making up names for parts. And if he would have, or any, actually a few of them did catch on when your heart rates up and you're not breathing well, it's hot. We're in Texas in the summertime. Sometimes if you don't hydrate well enough, we all know that that can play an, a serious role in your shooting performance. And that's where we were. So truthfully, it wasn't my sights. My trigger discipline was suffering because of the heat and because of where I was. So ask if she, if she wants help with that or is it something else? You know, finally, I just had to tell him, stop trying to help me. I'm about to pass out. And it all resolved itself. Um, a positive thing that an instructor can do is, um, I don't like fragile lack of flower. I don't actually want to be singled out all that much. You know, if you take, well, you shoot pretty good for a girl and turn that into nice shooting, good looking target. That's all, you know, uh, hey, thanks. And move, let's move on. Let's, you know, the class moves on. I don't want an ex, an extra amount of praise. If my target's good, it's good. If it's, if it's not up to speed, it's not up to speed. How can, how can we help that? Or here's something that would help that? Or would you like help with that? Just want to be treated like a student who's very perceptive of the little front, <laughs> of the little front side. <laughs> Shannon? Um, pretty much definitely what Mindy and Jamie said. Um, I think a lot of it is common sense. Um, you know, I, if you substitute maybe instead of our gender for a race, would you as an instructor say, you shoot pretty well for an Asian dude? You know what I mean? It, it's treat That's everyone powerful. as people. <laughs> people, you know, and it's yeah. It don't pat us on the head. Don't you know? Think that we're lesser because we're female. You know, it's use use common sense. I mean, it. You know, talk to us the way you're going to talk to the men. Um, I mean, using common sense again. Um, that's. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. I all that. That's a pretty good way to, to look at that. Would you say it, you know, substituting something else in? Yeah, I like that. Heather, did you come up with anything? I did. Okay. So from, from the women that I work with, their, their perspective on all of this is that we hear everything. So there have been classes that, I have been at and others have been at where the instructor is talking to the AIs about other people in the class or them within earshot. And Ooh, so, he, and yeah, yeah, the electronic ears are huge, right? <laughs> so keep in mind, we're going to hear that. We're going to perceive that we're going to take that to heart, whether, and, and like Jamie mentioned, whether we're the target of that or not, it's setting a tone. It's setting a tone for the fact that you're going to talk smack about people within earshot of all of us. And maybe five other people in the class aren't going to hear it, but 
we're probably going to pick up on it. And then this, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Lee. I can tell you about a time in which uh, another instructor and I got busted on that. But thankfully, it was a positive thing. We weren't saying anything <laughs> negative about, about the person. Uh, and, and it was a female shooter. Uh, we had both seen videos that this person had posted online of their shooting. And then they come to a class, and it was obvious that since they had put those videos up and the point in time they were at the class, they had made massive strides. Oh. And they like they did really good on something. And I looked over to the other guys like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. You know, kind of, you know, something along those lines, not necessarily that same language. I said, that's much better than what I was expecting. And <laughs> then the guy was like, said something back. And like, she, she, she kind of looked over her shoulder and I realized <laughs> she'd heard me. I'm like, you were much better than, and I named the video that she had posted she goes yeah i've done a lot of work since then and she was really proud that it had been noticed yeah yes absolutely that's absolutely. deserved praise right yeah. but i could also see thinking about how that could go horribly wrong as well so, so that is a, is a good point yeah. yeah uh this next one comes from the magnificent steve who most of you know and <laughs> The top four things that male students do in class that annoys you, and one per panelist, and the no repeats. So, who wants to go first? Since I've been picking on Heather, oh, gosh. even though I'll I know go Heather first. can take it, go ahead, Heather. I was gonna say, I, I, I'll go. So, uh -huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off what Mindy said a few minutes. Mindy K said a few minutes ago about uh -huh. um, being less than specific. If I am at a class with you, I know what a front sight is. I know what a rear sight is. I know what my optic does and doesn't do. So if you're going to offer me advice, offer me legitimate advice. I am, I, I hope this person's not listening. I don't know their names, but their name, but I shot, um, we were shooting at 25 yards and I was shooting iron sights at the time. And the guy looks at me and he goes, you know how you make that group better? And me, after a weekend of learning, I was like, please enlighten me. Give me all the answers here. And he looks me square in the eye, deadpan, and he goes, you buy a red dot. And I was like, that's the most useless advice ever. Why would you even go there? Like, you've seen me shoot. So offer me real advice or buzz off. That's mine. <laughs> yeah. I like the buzz off. <laughs> I didn't actually say that, but I did turn my back to him. <laughs> Dude, I'm holding a gun. Yeah. That's not gonna be I say. All right, Jamie. Um I think probably one of the most one of the things that annoys me the most that I get a lot is that I feel like there are men in classes, not necessarily always the instructors, um, but men in classes that think that I don't take training seriously because I show up like with a purple holster or a pink holster or something. Um, and like, they don't think that I'm squared away or I don't belong there. Um, and they just make assumptions like in the classroom, like all I've done is given you my name they haven't seen me on the range. And so that really annoys me, but that's kind of also a thing that makes me motivated too. So, yes. um, because I like, you know, I'm a competitive shooter too. And so let's take it to the range, buddy. There you go. 
but that does annoy me. I just I don't make assumptions based on what a girl shows up in in gear, regardless what kind of paint job her gun has or what kind of, you know, what color shirt she has on or whatever. That doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Mindy Kay? Oh, annoyed on the range. What does the question, repeat the question for me, please. What are things that male students do that annoy you? And when we're talking about in an open enrollment mixed gender class. I know I said it in class and I think that's part of what what brought this podcast on um and that is a constant sorry ma'am we're sorry um you don't i'm trying to take this because it actually turned into a huge positive um but the amount of times that i get apologized to for being a woman in a class because you guys want to be guys and talk. You just want to be guys. And I signed up for it. I paid a lot of money, depending on which class it was. I know that there's the majority of men in that class. I know what I signed up for. But ladies that are listening to this podcast, the way it was presented to me with this group of professionals was we're doing that because we want you back. So I will never say that again. I won't say don't apologize for, you know, I won't say that again. So I took the, it's, it was a negative at the time. Now it's positive because that was amazing to me. And the allergies are really bad here in Texas right now. I'm not crying. Um, seriously, but it really, it was, it was very heartfelt and we could pick up on it if it wasn't heartfelt. Um, and so the amount of times I heard, sorry, you know, cause they're fixing, they're going to make a comment of some sort and they apologize before they do it. I won't ever think of it as stop doing that ever again. My, my train of thought now has changed to they're doing it because they want us to come back. And that spoke that spoke volumes. So sorry, it's not quite the negative that it was supposed to be. Huh. <laughs> Shem, um, I guess I was thinking of this a little bit differently. Um, That's allowed. Usually, and <laughs> usually the shooters on either side of me are guys anyway. Um, but it wouldn't matter if they're male or female. Um, but if they're talking while the instructor is talking and they're trying to explain something to me and I'm just sitting here thinking, would you just shut up? <laughs> explain something to so you. It's as not you, really as even. A, uh, let's, 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 let's dive in on that, though. Explain something to you as if you didn't get it because you're a female. Um, I don't even know if it was necessarily that it might have been. Um, but you know, just talking in general while the instructor is speaking is very annoying. Yes. Yep. 100%. <laughs> I had, um, Lee, that happened today. Um, we had like a mom's day out class 
during the week, you know, take with three hours, take your kid to mom's day out, come do beginner handgun, um, six ladies in it, ready to learn. One of the ladies was a repeat beginner handgun. So she's already had it. I try to take a couple of beginner handgun classes every year. Just what's new, what's new information. And um, I was helping um, an instructor that I had just that hired for, I hired for triple C training. It sounds weird saying that because we're growing. Um, but the student could not hear what the instructor was saying because the lady that had been there before we were chatting and I thought we were being quiet and she turned around and she goes, I'm so sorry, but I can't hear her. And I apologized profusely for that. And, um, I told everybody, if you can't hear for any reason, please don't ever hesitate to stop and say, I can't concentrate or I can't focus on what the teacher's saying. You, that person paid money to be there. And I certainly want to, um, I certainly want to respect that. So I apologize. Mm -hmm. Be hushed. So, yep, Shannon. Yep. <laughs> so you apologized. I did. Uh, Jamie's comment uh, actually plays into something that uh, one of the other people had put in the show. And I forget who, who it was. Um, intros at the beginning of class where you have someone you know, go through their training background. Is that looked at negatively as, oh, I'm being singled out? Or is that like, Jamie, you come in and, oh, that they just think that I don't take training seriously because I, I've got a purple holster. Does having the people do a good intro, does that kind of head that off? When, you know, she's a, I'm a range master, master instructor, da, 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 you know, with all through the list. Oh, this person actually goes to classes. Anyway, what's the line there? And Heather, what's the line? <laughs> okay, I wasn't you, you, sure. You made the you made no, the no, mistake no. of sitting in the front of the room. That's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it. Well, see, here's the thing: you are getting getting paid back for I, my last name starts with a W. I had teachers all through school that made us sit in alphabetical order. And so yeah. this is my revenge. You're the teacher. You're in front of the room. I get to, Perfect. I get to pick on you. <laughs> I think it's a double-edged sword to be honest. You know, I, I think back to my first range master class when it got around to me and my training resume was like that big compared to everybody else's. And so it was intimidating to have to stand up in front of Tom and everybody there and go, well, I've done like five things. <laughs> Here I am. Um, now I look at it as an opportunity to get to know my fellow students in the class because I have that confidence. You know, we just we just hosted Tom a few weeks ago, and the women that I encouraged to take the class, their training resumes were about as big as mine was when I took it, and they did phenomenally. But I warned them ahead of time. I said, "Hey." You're going to have to stand up and you're going to have to say these things. And he's not doing it to call you out. He's doing it to try to get to know everybody in the room and you're just going to have to be okay with it. Um, and so they had time to work that up a little bit in their minds. Um, and that goes back to preparation, right? Letting your students know what's going to be expected. I know that Tom also uses that as a little bit of an assessment for teaching skills, but 
knowing that you're going to have to stand up and say that is going to put at ease the mind of the woman who is on the fence as to whether or not they belong there. So I think it's, I think it's that double-edged sword. I think it depends on how you use it and how, or how that instructor uses it and how they present it to the class as what value are we going to get out of this? Jamie? Yeah, that's great, Heather. Absolutely. Um, I was kind of in the same boat, you know, when you stand up in front of Tom, it's, <laughs> just a little bit of pressure <laughs> but you try to prepare yourself because again I, I was lucky I had someone to help prepare me as well um it depends on the class really because some classes they just want your name and like tell me why you're here um they don't really want you to go into like a full resume um I don't typically go into like a real long spiel because I try to keep it short because you got you know 20 people in here or whatever um but I do just try to hit on you know, some of the highlights, depending upon the class. Range master doesn't mean every, you know, something to everybody. Tom Given's name, you know, doesn't ring a bell with everybody, especially, you know, in the competitive world. You know, I may need to say, you know, Tim Heron or somebody. Um, so just kind of depends on what class I'm in. But uh, it does sometimes ward off, you know, the, uh, if the guys are, you know, tuned up and dialed in, they'll, they'll know who, you know, who I've trained with and things. But um, more, more so than not, depending again on the class, whenever I do, uh, an intro, it, I don't have my gear and stuff on yet. So, I mean, or I'm concealed, you know, so that, that, that doesn't really come into play with that. It's usually if I'm doing the competitive stuff and I've got my rig on, you know, my outside the waistband stuff, that's when they see all the, the, the cool colors and, and things like that that comes out the race stuff but um i think having a little bit of an intro is good but not boasting about yourself um and trying to go through every single thing that you've ever accomplished that gets annoying i will say um and and maybe the other girls do it too um because i've had comments from other students in classes is every class that i take or the, at least i know for sure over the last probably three years or so, I've been really good about every time a student introduces themselves, I write their name and a little bit about what they just mentioned in their little bio down, just so I can kind of have that mental note about what other instructors people are training with and what other kind of experience mm -hmm. they have. And I kind of reflect and go back over it later on. And it kind of helps me on the range just as a student. Um, so anyways, that's just a little tip. I think it's, it helps me. I can say that one of the reasons I like to do the intros as instructors, it kind of gives me a feel for the class or right from, right from the start. Uh, you, you hit on something there that I, I want to touch on is your gear, whether or not you've got it on. And if you do, if it's concealed and everything, I will say that one of the things that does get noticed is when someone shows up and it's obvious they carry a gun, actually carry it versus they're coming for social time. And that's, that's a lot when it's all about all of the matching gun bags and all, all that kind of stuff. And it's, I've come for my social day versus I've showed up and I'm ready. You know, I'm here to learn a skill that is translated. Uh, uh, when you get out of the car and you didn't have a gun on yeah <laughs> that that does yeah, get noticed no. yeah for me on on that note too lee um how you carry yourself 
mm-hmm. um, says a lot about you as well. Yeah. yeah. And I will say that that's not just a, a thing on, on the lady side is, you know, when, when you, yeah. when you see the dude get out and he, yeah. All right, so, let's everybody get on the line. We're going to no go, guns. oh, uh, I, I need to get my gun out of my back. Now, I understand you may show up with one gun and you're switching to another. All right, that, that that's, that's, or there may be a situation where laws prohibit. Uh, I was teaching a class in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is right on the border of Illinois. And there was a student from Illinois who could not legally carry. He could have it in his car, but he couldn't legally carry. And that that's understandable. When you showed up to a class, and and when I say class, I'm like the stuff that I teach and the stuff that I know that you all attend, not a basic beginner, this is where the bullet comes out class. When you're showing up for a combative pistol class or something along those lines or an instructor class, like a range master instructor, <laughs> you, got, you got to step out of the car ready to roll. But I will specifically say that in yeah. his yeah um class what how to be prepared and what you should right. have on you etc etc yeah. et so yeah uh i know at a recent range master instructor class a individual who was he worked for a large uh, policing agency in the firearms instructor capacity and he showed up for the range master instructor class without his gun on and that got noticed I got noticed. Heather, you were saying something? I was just going to say part of that is also indicated by how thorough that briefing is, what I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier. There are right. instructors who do a better job of that than others. Right. So it could cause massive confusion if the instructions aren't clear enough, especially if somebody is a little bit hesitant right. to be there in the first place. Yeah. And again, it is different if it's a basic like intro to pistol class, yep. you know, a first shots type deal or whatever. All right that's cool but when you're showing up to you know one of the serious traveling trainer classes and everything hey, you know heather i met you at a dave spalding class if you'd have walked in for the dave spalding class unarmed i would, made ju- I would have made judgments absolutely but i had also hosted him three times prior to that right so some of it is that you have to start somewhere. And right. I think one of that, those traps is, is that if you feel free to judge that person, because I know I do too, but how you respond to that person, do you give them a little bit of grace and then have that question moment of you say, is this your first mm-hmm. time out of class like this? Yeah. Hey, this is how this goes. Cause they may not have a mentor. They may not have somebody right. to guide the way for them. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. cool. I know that is that's where you can also make that assessment of if they're saying, hey, this is the first formal training that I've been to or whatever. Well, okay. I don't hold you accountable that I, I would like the person that I know has been to a bunch of stuff. Yeah. All right. That that's not not a bad thing. Um when it's obvious that the holstering gun combination that you're running in class is a holstering gun combination that you don't carry that screams that's a big bright neon flashing sign that says something so going back to you saying jamie when you get out and it's obvious that you know how to run that gun that you know what you're you know what you're about that says something too 
All right. This next question comes from, I believe, Annette Evans. And it's, where do you draw the line between, quote, being one of the guys and, quote, please remember that there's a lady present and you recognize that line may be different uh, for different people. And then how and when do you communicate those boundaries and address violations? And I think that's kind of the crux of what we're talking about tonight. And I will say from the male perspective, I was in a setting in which I thought some of the comments were getting beyond what was acceptable behavior. And I voiced my concern. Now I didn't like stop the class. I was still, I wasn't there as the, the instructor. But I did go to the instructor at a break and say, hey, look, I think this is, this is, you're in charge of this. You need to say something. And I said something to, you know, one, dang if one of the people that I was worried about getting offended didn't encourage the behavior. <laughs> well, I'm done. I don't know what to do here. But uh, I'm going to start with Shannon this time just to be different. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really hard to define the line. And again, I would say it goes back to use good common sense. Um, anything that you think is sexually, racially, whatever, discriminating, you know, leave it at home. Um, I mean, yeah, we were saying earlier that, yeah, women, we, we can, you know, we can get pretty foul. <laughs> with what we talk about and so can guys um but I would say you know I don't want other men to feel like oh I can't cuss in front of her that's like well <laughs> obviously you don't know me <laughs> um but uh but when it starts you know going down the rabbit hole of being sexually explicit um no and again you know is this something you could say at work to your co-workers you know maybe ask yourself that um because if it's not it's probably inappropriate on the range as well it's a great answer mindy? Yeah. go ahead mindica um so to be honest i have not and I don't know if this means that I'm more, more brass than other ladies, but I, I've not found, I've not found it anything to where it's, it's gone that far. And, yeah. um, maybe it's because of the level of the level or the, the professional, the professionalism of people that I've chosen to train with based on who I watch, who I, you know, that looks like a good class. That looks like a good class. Um, I've taken a couple where it was just absolutely nothing but war stories, nothing but look at me, 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 me. Um, and the golden nugget that I pulled from that class is let's not invest that money with them again. Mm-hmm. But have I, have I come across anything that was just downright unacceptable? No, I, ha- I haven't. Um, and so I'm, I'm very grateful that I haven't yet, but then again, I started off the class saying, (laughs) 
<laughs> mine are up here guys so yeah. let's have a good day <laughs> that's just me <laughs> jamie um i'm kind of like with mindy k on that i haven't really come across I, i've done all sorts of things and i haven't really come across anything where it crossed the line in my opinion um but uh to the to the second part of annette's question um I have seen classes where the guys they'll get like an Airbnb or a hotel, you know, kind of together and they all hang out. Um, that is where I personally draw the line for me as far as what in my comfort zone, as far as, you know, going and hanging out with the guys and being one of the guys. That's kind of where I draw the line um, for me personally. I'm happily married. I want to stay married and um, don't want anyone to make assumptions or anything like that. Um, so you know, bars, hotel rooms, Airbnbs, anything like that. I'm, I'm out. So no big deal. I'll, I'll, you know, respectfully decline to hang out, but I mean, I'll go to dinner in the group and stuff like that, not alone, but in the group, you know, I'll do those type of things. Um, but, uh, that, that's really where my line draws. Um, but like Mindy K say, Mindy K said, um, I haven't had anything like in a class setting where I felt um, the line had been crossed um, by either language or crudeness or anything like that. Um, even if I wasn't, you know, a tough girl, you know, um, I don't feel that it was too inappropriate. So I think. Uh, go ahead, Mindy. If I could piggyback off of that. Sure. Um, so if there's ladies listening to this, I want them to take away from that, that it's, it's not a lot of what they're thinking it's going to be, you know? Um, so thank you for saying that, that you agree. It's, it's not that bad. It's not bad at all. There's not, there's not that line that's been crossed. Of course, again, we're dealing with professional instructors whose classes that we've got gotten into. Um, so that doesn't speak, you know, we're not speaking for the ones that that we don't know of, but absolutely. I love that. I love it. So if I you're think that, I think yeah. you're making a very key distinction there, though. Yes. With the level of instructors yes. that that you're mentioning. You know, the world is blessed because Tiffany Johnson walked into Rangemaster and got Tom Givens when she went to prove that her ideas about guns were correct. And then she walks in and she gets one of the most former firearms instructors in the world versus had she walked into some other facilities and gotten the typical, you know, I think exactly what you're saying, what people are expecting. And I do think there's a difference between the fact that the, the, the four of you tonight are actively out with high level firearms instructors and not whoever had NRA or UCSCCA cert that the local gun rank, gun store with the range hired to teach their classes. Yep. Can I put that in perspective really quick? Absolutely. 
I have heard from women that they have been in classes where there have mm-hmm. been sexually charged jokes made. I know mm-hmm. of ladies who have had derogatory language used against them. I know um, people of diverse backgrounds who have been just told that they don't belong in that instructor's class, but we are talking about a different level of instructor mm-hmm. here. We're talking about somebody who thought they were going to work a part-time job on the weekend, make a few bucks off of people who fit their white bread idea of who a gun owner should be. And that is not a professional instructor. Um, you know, I, I am really, really fortunate and blessed. And I'm this episode is brought to you by seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of seeds DSO one daily symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut skin and heart health helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code Spotify 25 to get 25% off your first month. To go out on a little limb here, Brent and I have attracted a diverse student crowd that reflects our community. And we wear that badge proudly because some of these individuals have walked into other places to receive instruction and they have Mm -hmm. turned around and walked out. And I think that we all need to spend just a little bit more time vetting instructors because most of the horror stories that circulate are with that level of instruction, not with your traveling instructors. Traveling instructors don't travel if they don't have a student base to pull from. And there are not enough people with that narrow-minded view to facilitate them having a successful business. You know, and that that goes to the crux of the whole thing tonight, too, is I just I shudder to think about the 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 lady that's been traumatized and victimized. Yes. And she finally works up the courage to go get help, like you know, to go start addressing her problem. And then she walks in and she gets one of those instructors and just gets re-victimized all over again. And then she walks out and says, all right, you know, that's it. I'm not going to, I guess I'm just going to be a victim. That just grates me. And I know our circle and probably the people that are listening to to the show, we're not, we're not really seeing that, but I know it's taking places in classes out there. hundred percent. Absolutely. I get groups like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of, kind of leads to the question of, women's only classes mm-hmm. are they a, are they a good thing or a bad thing because <clears throat> i've heard different perspectives from you know got ladies like you that say oh no they need to go jump in rough and tumble and, and get it or they need a different environment to start out and i guess there's pros and cons to both but um so do you think women's only classes are a net positive and if it's a ladies only class, and this question actually comes from John Holston, is it acceptable for that ladies only class to be run by a male instructor? I'm going to jump in. Absolutely. Little bit of controversy, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are positives and negatives to all of this. But in mm-hmm. my opinion, if we're going to run a women's only class, it needs to have a lead female instructor because the women who are going to come to that class 
are going to be the women who are a little bit hesitant to come out, probably because they have a little bit of trauma in their background, or they want somebody who's going to be empathetic and sympathetic. That's not to say that empathetic and sympathetic guys don't exist out there. But the bottom line is, is that I always have a moment of pause when I see local Joe, Joe, whoever, um, John Doe hosting a women's only class. I go, man, I don't know that person. And they could be using this as an opportunity to prey upon these women. And that makes me super nervous for the women who are going to that class. I don't care if you run a co-ed instructor cohort. You know, we have about eight instructors who rotate through. I've got four females on staff and we work together in that environment, but the lead instructor for a ladies only class is always going to be female. I'm, I'm going to say for the record at this point that I actually met Shannon when she came to an all women's only class that I taught. And again, Lee, you're no. the exception. You're not the rule. Actually, no, no my first was the, yeah you came to the one that was 17 degrees that's right yeah. Oh, yeah yeah i missed i didn't go to the old ladies class because i thought i don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you're you're part of that group i am part of that group yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 which that's right you you came uh you and the I, other I shannon encouraged i encouraged yeah. the women that wouldn't come to the co-ed class to go to your ladies class so but i wasn't there i was at another dude's class right well and that class was actually an extension of the magnificent steve runs a ladies only match yeah and he wanted he's to also do a, an exception right and he wanted <laughs> and, to do a and training or a flashbang bra okay <laughs> i'm just just saying that and, and see Steve Love set it. up that class as an extension of the ladies only match. So it wasn't advertised. So out. can I also point out there was an existing relationship there that had already mm -hmm. been formed, which right. is huge because there was already trust in that relationship. All right. All right. Jamie. Um, I'm with uh, Heather on this. I think that if you are advertising as a ladies only class, then your lead definitely needs to be a female because that is what the clients are expecting. Um, unless you blatantly put it out there, very just, you know, male instructor, um, I, I think that is very important, just like what Heather harped on. And that that irks me, too, when I see that. And I know that um, it's it's difficult to get the ladies to come to class. And then if they show up and you have a male instructor um, with not including them exceptions that we have thankfully you know in our in our group but they they just it's not going to work out well they're not going to come back they're not going to have a great time um i think it's very important now as far as like my ro's or ai's and things like that my helpers that come in for my um classes i i i bring in the men i'm very selective in that um which men i do uh, bring in I have lots of guys that say, oh, I'll come help. I'll come help. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> not any offense to that, but I know what I'm dealing with day in and day out with my ladies. And I've been doing this for a decade. Like I know what to do and I know what type of personalities work with the ladies that I have, regardless if they're beginners or advanced. And, um, but I do think that it is important to have a uh, female um, lead um, in that. 
Um, I think it's very important. And um, I, I think that if you are not doing that and you're not an exception to the rule, then you are doing it wrong. Minika? My thoughts. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I, you know, um, and this may be, this may be too deep. I don't know, but women, women deal with things differently. Um, I say this all the time. She's got, she may have kids. She may have this. She may have that. She may be getting scrutinized at home just for going to get training. Um, she may have trauma that she's dealing with from a male. Um, it's just more statistically, uh, likely that like what you said, she's dealing with something. And if it's not 100% put at the front gate, that this is a male teaching an all female class and she gets there and she's surprised that whole investment started on a negative. We have in the beginning yeah. when God created light, we have one chance they either, they either kind of like it, fall in love with it, or they're never coming back. So we have to treat that first opportunity with all the respect that we can, all the positive that we can, so we don't want to start it off on a negative. So I 100% agree, it, if you have an all-ladies class, it should be led by a female. And I go as far as saying, um, and I have done this on many occasions, if my female ROs are not available. If I have too many registrations and my females are not available before I will put a male in that class, in that role as an AI or an RO, I will reach out to the ladies in the class. Is there anything that I need to know about? We have such and such amount of students in here. I would like to have more eyes and more hands on the range. I may be pulling in a male if there's no objections to it. And I have had objections to it and I have stood by her investment. She's making an investment. So we want to make sure that it's a positive one so that we get them back. Shannon. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, for a shooting class, it's, you know, especially for the first time shooter, we're up in their business. Yeah, we I, mean, are. I know I am right there. And for a man to be there and like Mindy Kay was saying, you know, who knows, maybe she had some sort of violent encounter with another male or I don't know, but we're very close and, you know, I'll be touching their shoulders, their back, their arms, their hands. Mm -hmm. um, even learning to draw, there's something called the boob lift, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you ladies have dealt with that. Um, so there's certain things that would kind of be inappropriate for 100%. a male instructor to do, um, you know, unless maybe the woman personally knows that male instructor and they're okay with it. But I would say, yeah, I, if it's, if it's an old lady shooting class, then I would go with the women. Um, that said, recently I did have a all women's um, holster class and it was myself, another woman and Steve. 
but all the ladies knew Steve. Yes. So they were fine with that. He was running the ladies match. They all participated in the ladies match. So they were good with that. And, and I know Steve well enough to know that he'll be fine. Um, and, and he was, he, he was a good sport, but typically, yeah, if it's an all woman's shooting class. Yeah. I will say that as a male instructor that has taught at an all ladies event, and it cuts both ways on some of the stuff. <laughs> a female student made a comment to try to get me. I notoriously don't smile in pictures. And this female student was determined that I was going to smile in a picture with her. And just before the camera went into play, she said a comment specifically designed to get a reaction from me. And she got it. Because it was a very nervous smile. I was like, oh, gosh, so I'm going to smile. So what she says is going to happen doesn't happen. And you know, oh, I don't know how, you know, it's like I need a minute over here by myself after this. And you know, that's one of those things that where it really and truly does cut both ways. Cause I wanted to say too, is like if I had said that to a female student, yeah, what you just said yep. to me. Hmm? Now, this is a student, I I know the person off of the range. You know, and it, well, from multiple classes, I guess would be a, be a better way to say it. It wasn't a stranger saying it to me and everything. Um, but uh, I later had a conversation related to something else that blew up in some other instructor's class. And I was relating this to, to a person. I was like, look, you know, it, it does go both ways. There are things that get said. I think that's one of the things where we just, we need to all set boundaries, enforce them, you know, make it clear. Um, when Mindy Kay popped off at Eric in, in Eric's class, I knew she was okay with joking back and forth and ribbing. That didn't mean I could go make sexual content comments to her. Right. I don't, you don't want to be the stick in the mud, you right. know, be, I don't want to change the camaraderie of my class because, you know, I made an investment to be there. I, right. I want to take away the knowledge. Um, so we don't want to be the stick in the mud, but I agree. You have to absolutely set those boundaries. You do. Um, and I know the comment you're talking about because he called me Missy. Yeah. And I said, hey, it happens when we get old. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. coming from a Southern mama that went down every night before she got to me. So, you know, let's just, we're, we're, we're going to have fun. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have fun. Can I, yeah. can I interject something on that note, Lee? Absolutely. Uh, um, for, I, I know that a lot of men don't want to disrespect a female by cursing or saying something inappropriate in class. Like we've all, we've all agreed tonight yeah. that we're, we always hear, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I apologize um, language, things like that. And so, um, I, I'm kind of one of those that I appreciate that you are trying to be respectful versus the ladder that this could run into. Um, I also teach a lot of women that come from church, um, backgrounds. 
um, that are pastors at their church that are Sunday school teachers and things like that. So I think it's um, very important that there is a line that's drawn, um, especially in my classes that I teach where I know my audience um, very well. And um, so anyone that I bring into my class to help assist, regardless if I have female AIs or male AIs, um, they are all briefed on the type of audience that I intend to have. Um, because again, you know, selective on who I bring in, but I, I do appreciate the men that are out there and the instructors and the students in general that are trying to be respectful of us women um, and still treat us as women as we should be. Yeah. I think there's a difference between a profane word and an obscene word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I think there's a very, very distinct line there. Yes. Absolutely. And when you're, when you're making comments from no matter who it is, if it's crossing into the line of obscene, then that that's that should be a non-starter. Non-starter. Absolutely, and it should be for male and female. Right. Yes, on both yes. ends, because I know some pretty right. crude women that make some guys blush. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think that goes both ways. We need to be right. respectful as well, right? And not you know, make and others feel uncomfortable. You know, there there is a certain point of view out there that is, if you can't handle a cuss word being used in your presence, then you probably shouldn't. Maybe ought to rethink this whole carrying a gun thing. But there's a difference between that and crossing the line into obscene. Yeah, I mean, you could pull from Greg Elifritz. He had a great um, he had a great mm-hmm. article. You don't think that your bad a a bad guy is going to use um, a certain type of language in order to try to get to you mm-hmm. be mistaken. So you can use it to a training advantage. You can use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with the, if it's going to be obscene, then there's, there's your line. Yeah. And I guess one thing too, we could point out is when there starts to become familiarity. All right. Heather, how many classes have we been in together now? Oh, man, uh, at least four. It is going to be hard for me to not say for a girl just to mess with you <laughs> on the line from now on. But I have to be cognizant of that, of what who else is in the class. Yeah. Like if it's at the range master instructor reunion, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. But it could be a problem that, if you know, we're at an intro level class, it just happened to be there. All right. Then I can't, we can't play like that. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you and I are both professionals with the understanding that the right. line is going to move and shift depending on where yeah. we're at. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one thing I do want to extend an invitation to, to each of you if you have new like entry level students that you think would like to be part of a panel to discuss their experiences coming into a class, um, if you would like to recruit them for an episode, 
Uh, you're all invited to do that. And I have no problem with starting the meeting and stepping away and letting y'all run the show for, for, for an episode. <laughs> I, I think that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that came up in the show group conversation was a completely whole nother topic. Uh, idea came up in that and so I'm going to uh, be working on that episode as quickly as possible but uh, what could we touch on about this topic that I have not asked you about what's something you would like to add to the conversation I would have liked to have had a chance to talk about the force science study where Mm -hmm. they looked at grip strength and the amount of um, what was it? The decrease in passing the qualification with the grip strength decrease. I don't think we talk about the differences between how women and men physically have to get through a class. Okay. We'll talk about it. Oh, sweet. Uh, <laughs> so for science did a study and they talked about the fact that for every pound below where they determined you should be in order to pass the qualification, you are 2% less likely to pass the qual. So if you are a female coming into a class, then you are physically having to work harder in order to grip your gun, maintain the sights on your gun and function the gun in order to get through the class to the class's standards. And that's where, if we wrap back to the beginning of the conversation, where you, you as an instructor have to be in tune with your students, not in a singling them out way, but if you start to see that a few people are flagging behind and it could be male, it could be female, but give a break. If at all possible, give them five minutes, let them regroup, get them hydrated so that they can be fully present on the line and not uncomfortable because they are physically working harder to pull off the same stuff that the stronger people in the class are pulling off. And they deserve props for that. Absolutely. I think Carl Wren uh, has talked about a different study in which like most of the grandmaster level shooters have grip strength of at least a hundred PSI. Or whatever the measure was, was 100. And, you know, I think that plays into the, you know, if there is a female grandmaster in USDSA, I'm not aware of it. There may be, I think I've heard talk of one. But that grandmaster level? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Jesse Harrison is one. Um, Justine is a grandmaster now okay. and i believe uh ashley uh, i think her last name's johnson now she got married um she's oh. for glock but i believe those three ladies are all okay. grandmasters jesse yeah. jesse um harrison was the first grandmaster yeah, so I was, yeah. Well, i will say i thought there was one but still just a handful to compared yeah. to all of the men yeah all right and that's where you get into I think one of the dividing lines is the grip strength. I'm glad you brought that up, Heather. And here's the thing. A master class shooter, pretty daggum good shooter. A class shooter, pretty daggum good shooter. And I wonder if that's one of the things that maybe with the the ever so present push towards metrics to give away the trinket, or as Brian Neistrich called it, the range Pokemon in the class at from a marketing standpoint, it tends to help with enrollment because people come and chase the trinket. But does that turn off female students when they go, 
well, I, I'm not going to be able to do that. Not me. Depends on how you emphasize it. Depends yeah. on depends on whether or not that is the culminating factor in the class, or if it's just right. one more thing in the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I don't chase trinkets. I mean, they're nice and all. Um, I don't, you know, practice over and over and over. For me, it's more about mm -hmm. um, just skill, uh, personal growth, knowledge, um, things like that. And then if that mm -hmm. comes with it, great. But it's not something that I'm super focused on, whereas none of my female students are ever focused on trinkets like that, other than just little giveaway things that I do, mm -hmm. but not like a, they're not chasing a standard like that. But again, they want, they want to get, they want to get better for their own personal protection reasons. Yeah. But I it, think it's that's a whole one, different thing. There's one thing too, that's we have to draw a distinction between the four of you and someone who's come out to a class because they've been traumatized or someone drugged them. Hey, let's go shoot this class. It'll be fun. <laughs> you know they come in are they going to get discouraged and i've seen right. i've seen that happen to male students as well as they show up get blown out of the water and go oh, i ain't ever coming back for all this to, to be yeah. made to look bad and so and I, this I panel has probably blown some males out of the water <laughs> i know from experience these males i know i damaged a few egos <laughs> I know that I taught a class in which Heather won every single event <laughs> in the class. That's right, Chad Spear. She beat you every time. He is still chasing that win. I, I bested him in Mag 40 last week, and I was like, not today, Chad. <laughs> Epic. Uh, Mindy, you got anything? Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, Shannon? That's just awesome. Um, there was one question uh, Sarah Hopman sure. had, okay, um, and I did find a link, and it was about um, victims of abuse mm -hmm. and um, good resources for them. Sure. Um, and I think I posted. I thought I posted a link, but I'm not seeing it show up. Um, I'll go in later and look. Sometimes if, if someone posts a link, it holds it as spam until I'll approve it. And so I'll go yeah. in and look for that. It's um, it's the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and it's called Office on Women's Health. And they have all these hotlines on here. Uh, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, the National Dating Abuse Helpline, the National Sexual Assault Hotline, I mean, this is all, um, you know, tax dollars at work mm -hmm. and there's some excellent information on here. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the future show idea is going to deal specifically with uh, teaching students that have had a traumatic experience. And so Chris Cypert, Sarah Haltman, Annette Evans, you've got a book report due. <laughs> so since y'all were discussing that in the thread. I hope yeah. that you guys will discuss men with trauma too, because I think that gets right. overlooked. So, yeah, I know of a student, um, frequent guy, like is in, in everybody's classes because he was very severely, 
victimized and I'm not going to identify him. But uh, I know that's why he's showing up for classes. And, you know, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. this, this, that kind of stuff isn't gender specific and, and the like. Uh, it's a thing. There's one thing that I would like to add. Um, sure. I feel like um, in the shooting industry, there's a lack of female role models or maybe mm -hmm. females that are really putting, either not putting themselves out there or the industry is not allowing that or it's just being overlooked. I know there's more now than what I've seen in, you know, in the past as I started coming up in this. Um, but I think that as especially our panel here, I think we are all great role models in mm -hmm. our areas and around the country for what we do. And I think, or I, I would hope that more women would step up and do the things that we are doing and get the training and pass that knowledge and those skills on to, to other women to help empower them. And um, I just feel like it's really important that we have more female role models and we can have more discussions like this. That would be very productive. I desperately- so, Thank you, Lee. Thing. I, yes. I desperately, desperately, desperately want one of our female deputies to rise to the level of being an instructor. And I have one picked out and she doesn't think she can do it. I think she can. She doesn't think she can. Uh, Tom gave me a slot in an instructor class for her. And it wouldn't make her post-certified instructor or anything like that. And my whole point of wanting her to go to the classes to see what's out there. And so I worked it out to get her to go. And then someone convinced her she wasn't good enough and played into her self-doubt. Into her self-doubt. Because uh, here's the thing. I didn't care if she passed the class or not. Yeah. Yeah. Showing us more than half the battle. I just wanted her to exactly. go. Exactly. Go and we learn. Yeah. Right. so we're going to go back around the horn this is your chance to give your commercial for what you got coming up heather well i have a couple of more guest instructors so if you're in the southwest michigan area please get in touch with me through wolverinedefenseacademy.com and i will get you hooked up with um, what we've got coming up i have several a girl and a gun events we are going to do a two-day women's only, led by women, women ROs, the whole king caboodle, um, a comprehensive concealed carry. And we're going to take women from being beginner shooters all the way through drawing from a holster and get them their certificate for the state and so much more. So super excited about that coming up in August. I'm also hosting Luann Hamlin, um, talking about amazing women role models in the industry. Uh -huh. And so lots of things coming up and I am just primed and ready and excited to be here. Mm -hmm. Jamie. Um, I run the Oklahoma city gun club ladies pistol league. We meet twice a month. I have an intermediate league and a basic beginner development class. Um, I'm also the uh, GSSF uh, match director for the Oklahoma uh, state match. And I host uh, ladies only GSSF practice sessions to, to teach women about GSSF and um, help them, you know, get through just kind of breaking those barriers. And so that's kind of what I'm gearing up for. Um, so just go to OklahomaGunTraining.com and you can find my schedule. Thank you, Lee. Sure. Mandy Kay. So um, 
in legislature legislative laws, um, it has been deemed unconstitutional for them to deny a license to carry for ages 18 and up if they're otherwise legally allowed to own a firearm. So in in August coming up, I have a ladies beginner handgun and purse carry all day and then a women's safety. So that's coming up. It's a it's a weekend full class. I'm so excited for that because we have a lot of ladies, you know, a lot of young adults going back to school. I do a lot of private training in DFW, lots of get your families together. Let's go, let's go train as a family. Let's put safety plans in place. Um, we have one of the large, I didn't say this at the beginning, but I have one of the largest, largest um, armed women of America chapters in Texas. We're very proud of that. Um, at one time we had almost a hundred on the roster and then COVID hit. So we've dwindled a little bit. So if you, if you're in the DFW area and, or you have friends or family, by all means, mindykray.com it's real easy <laughs> um, <laughs> so i just i really i would teach for free but my husband likes to eat with the lights on um <laughs> so i uh i really love to teach just don't ask her how old her daughters are because she won't tell you <laughs> no. No, that no. Means she has to tell you how old she is so it's <laughs> <laughs> Shannon. Well, I'm sure I'm older than all of you. So <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's in her 30s. Close. <laughs> um, that was one of that was one of the things that just in innocently fun things is she mentioned her daughters and someone said, Oh, how old are they? She's like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Shannon? Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Shannon's Garden and Gun Gallery, or look me up online, um, shannonpable.com. Um, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one private training. I don't have any classes set up right now. Um, we do shoot once a month. Um, we have our ladies defensive pistol shooting um, at a local range at Johns Creek, which Steve Havey runs. I'm usually at it helping out and shooting. Um, we have our very first meeting of our new chapter in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, that will be, let me look at my calendar. That will be the third Wednesday of each month. So our first meeting will be August the 15th. Yeah, awesome. August 15th, third, third Wednesday of each month. We're trying to coordinate that with our Ladies Defensive Pistol Group, which is also on a Wednesday. So we'll sort of flip flop back and forth and do that twice a month. Will that be at uh, Cherokee? Yes. Yes. The Gainesville meeting. Yeah. The yeah. AWA. Mm -hmm. And we'll do a lot of outdoor shooting um, when it's daylight out, since it's going to be evening meetings. Um, we'll do a lot of stuff that's sort of IDPA style. Um, out on the range. And then during the shorter days, the winter months, uh, we'll concentrate more on just other topics, whether it's medical, legal, dry fire skills. So it'll be good. Alrighty. Congratulations on a new chapter. Thank you. We are very excited about it. 
Stacy Stacy Dawson will be running it with me. Okay, awesome. cool. All right, the only thing that I have open enrollment on my schedule right at the moment is a trigger management class in late September in Cisco, Georgia, which is up near Dalton, which is greater Chattanooga, Tennessee area. Um, I'm hoping to get something organized for October, but I have Red Hill Range uh, reserved the last weekend in October, but I don't know yet what I'm going to be running. Uh, but we'll be watching on my schedule for something along those lines. I kind of want to do another instructor camp like I did last year, but I don't know if I'm going to do the, that that weekend. Um, I appreciate all of you joining in tonight, taking your time out of your schedules to, to do this episode. I've had a blast. I hope you have yeah. uh, to the to yeah. the audience. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank yes. you to the Thank you, appreciate it to the audience. We know that your most important asset is your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with us. <laughs>